following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Hand of Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it and he bangs it into the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. Go! Go! Dallas! <laughs> Cowboys! Yeah. It's a Cowboys victory Monday on Talking Cowboys, presented by Geik, or excuse me, presented by Tostitos, the official and the official tip of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome into the SWBC podcast studio here from the star in Frisco. We're breaking it all down for you here over the next 45 minutes. Alongside Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, the great Heckma Harrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans, where the Cowboys take down the Philadelphia Eagles. 41-21 was the final score, and it was a dominant win from all three phases. Heckma, I'll let you start things out on this one. What were your initial thoughts of the win? Chris, I'm echoing. There you go. I got you. You got me? Yeah. Man, what were my initial thoughts? Man, we put it on them. Those are my thoughts. We, we put it on them. We did exactly what we said we were going to do. Isaiah wasn't worried. Um, he, we, we went into this whole last week talking about this what was going to happen in the game. And I think defensively, guys, you've seen some great things over the last couple of weeks, especially the turnovers. I know there's been a lot of talk about can they continue this trend, and it looks like we can. Trayvon Diggs joins Everson Walls as the only Cowboy to – have, was it three straight interceptions in, in a game? I think three straight games to start. Yeah, to start a season with an interception. First since '85. And so he that. went to me first, yeah. P. He went to me first, P. I was figuring that he was going to go to you because you always go first in the show. You had the most energy. I was going to pass it on to you. Yeah. Is that what say, it was? I was going to say go. With the I don't understand what's going on. We went last night, and I know you. You've been up all night. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a man that's been up all night I with say, somebody. No, he's, he's dressed swaggy today, man. Is I that, love it. I love it. Yeah, I just threw on the easiest thing I had in the closet. But I just came in here this morning with Big Dak energy. Okay. And I want everybody out there in Cowboy Nation to know what time it is with this team. And uh, <laughs> look, man, we looking good. I mean, come on. Why is it? Come on. What's up? Chris, we might need to start yeah. this thing over again. Heck, I'm know, just not you know getting the bushwhack this morning. I'm like, what's up? Heck, I, well, nobody my, else my, has talked other than you. My, that, my expectations <laughs> for this team has raised. I, I'm not excited. I'm I, as, as you mentioned, right? I was not worried about Philadelphia. No. So am, am, I, am I happy that we won? Of course, but we're supposed to beat up on those guys. They're not a very good we're team. We're supposed to beat up on them. With our current team, with the, the way our, our, our organization is put together right now, with the coaches and the players that we have, we're supposed to beat up on that team. Yeah. And that's why I was unbothered earlier in the week. Like, I'm happy that we got the win, but even watching the game live, like I'm, there was nothing I was this surprised NFC, by. This is an NFC East game when you know like records go out the window. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. I hear you, but at the end of the day, like we still have a roster and we still have a coaching staff, and they went out there and they executed what they were supposed to do. Right? They played mistake-free football. Yes. And they did what they were supposed to do when yes. they played mistake-free football. Yes. We talked about earlier in the week. I talked about it in the film room and some other things. Guess what? Jalen Hurts is going to get out the pocket. He's going to want to throw the ball deep. They don't have the patience. Right? All those kind of things. That's what we saw, right? Inaccurate passes, impatience, on, and then their ability not to move, just move the ball down the field when they were actually moving the ball down the field, right? And then they want to take their big shot. We made them pay, right? We went back on the offensive side of the ball. We converted. We made big plays. We ran the ball really well. We threw the ball well. 
That's what we're supposed to do. I am not surprised at the result of this game. Am I happy? Of course. I'm not elated because we're supposed to do that. I was worried about this game. I'll, I'll, what? I'll admit it. I was. Because, <laughs> not, I, I thought they'd win. Thought the Cowboys would win this game on the strength of their offense, number one. But, look, we've seen the defense last year struggle with offenses that had big play capability in terms of speed. And, you know, Hurts got behind the defense a few times. But this Cowboys defense is, is special. It is a 180 from last year yeah. through three games. I mean, more than a 180. Yeah. Uh, what they've been able to do. And if you draw up, like, everything we talked about in camp in the offseason, kind of a template for what we think the Cowboys can be as a good team if things work out. And it's a lights-out offense that's healthy and a defense that that has notable improvement. Just be solid. Don't make a bunch of mistakes. Get some takeaways. It's like textbooked what we saw last night for what they, they can be. And, and yeah, I think you have to have your expectations raised after this game. I, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think Philly, You really to this point, you still don't really know how good every team is. But like Heck said, it's a division game. You had to win games like that. And you want it in a fashion where I think you kind of put the league on notice. Like yep. This is going to be a very tough matchup, anybody we play this year. I think I'm kind of in between all three of you guys because I was not worried. I agree with you in the fact that you were supposed to, to beat up on the Eagles. But, man, I'm, I'm right there with Heckma in terms of saying – the way you beat up on them is what has me excited. Makes you feel good. It makes you feel great because it was the first. It was the first forty forty burger that we've seen that has also come with a side of defense. It, it should have been a, a fifty burger. It should have been, been a, a forty eight burger. Put on them. Uh, about the they robbed us. Play. They robbed us. Yeah. They robbed us. And I don't. I don't care what anybody says. That was a touchdown. And they overturned. Huh? Which one? The goal line. The goal line. QB sneak with Dak over the, the goal line. You call that a touchdown? There were pictures that touchdown. surfaced later where the ball That's was touchdown, clearly Based over. upon the evidence at that time. And yeah. it depends on when they blew the whistle and where he yeah. was. I mean, Based put, upon put the, cam- a, the camera angles did not show. No, that it didn't help. Yeah. But either, a microchip. In but either way, I, I'm for that too. <laughs> yeah. I'm for that too because a lot of other leagues have it and it makes mm-hmm. it things more efficient in the technology. They have mm-hmm. it. But the first half, man, our offensive line was teeing off on them. And that was we were, and I tweeted it. Man, we were playing bully ball at that point and you love to see that and that hadn't been something that we've done in quite some time seeing Zeke finish runs seeing Tony Pollard in that mix uh, that they do with them both I think it's very unique uh, in, a, in a passing setting and running um, I just love what Kellen Moore is doing right now with this offense having things clicking but Dan Quinn's ability to simplify the defense from last year you see guys playing fast all 11 guys to the ball. And that's just something that we didn't see last year that I think this year, when it's right there in your face and you, you're like, that's it. Do do that. <laughs> so yesterday was the coordination uh, for this defense and Dan Quinn. I loved it. You got to get the ground game going. It's kind of what goes back to, what, 2016 when the Cowboys had Zeke and they were able to run the ball, wear down a defense, and then have your defense make some plays here and there to get the stop and allow your team to win. It kind of went back to that mindset, but it was balanced at the same time. I mean, Dak still got his throws in. Zeke got his carries. Pollard got his carries. The the love was spread on offense. But kind of going back to your point, and, and then Rob said it a little earlier, this 180 for the defense is so impressive to me because when we were entering this season, what were we saying about the defense? The offense is going to be good. We need the defense to be adequate. We need them to be middle of the road. This isn't a middle of the road defense right now. This is a top five defense in the NFL, at least in the way they've played through three games. It's true. 
I like they it. Are, they're leading the NFL in takeaways. The points per game are down. You're, you're able to stop some of the best offenses, a.k.a. the Chargers. And I know you didn't – Stop Tom Brady, but you limited Tom Brady to a certain extent. I, I don't. I'm ultra impressed with the way this defense has played. Oh, for sure. And I mean, they've been able to stop the run too. That was the biggest Huge problem thing. that they had last year. I think that kind of started everything uh, with their troubles last year. Have they given up a hundred yard rusher, rusher yet? Um, I don't think they've even been close. No. I don't think so. I mean, you know, and last night Philly only tries twelve attempts. They're they're way behind throughout the game, mm-hmm. so that's that's part of it. Uh, but that's part of part of the problem last year is they they had so many injuries offensively they couldn't build leads and play bully ball as you said. And this was a complimentary win. This was as complete a win that I've seen the Cowboys have certainly under Mike McCarthy. And I it did remind me of 2016, but a lot of it reminded me of of last week. And and I'll, I'm sorry I'm shifting back to the offense mm-hmm. here, but I said it last week. Dak Prescott has become such an effective quarterback in this league that I don't defenses don't know how to play this. Talk offense that talk, right now. Pete. Talk they don't. That talk, they don't know Pete. how. And so, you know, some of it's the way defenses play. But it was like the Chargers last week. They're going to play coverage and try. Don't let Dak beat us. Well, now we're going to hammer you, and we're going to move you off the ball in the running game. That was, I think that might have been what impressed me the most last night was the way the offensive line moved guys, a pretty good defensive line, around and got the run game going and another balanced offensive win. And Kellen was in his bag last night. Again. Yes, sir. Isaiah, Isaiah, talk about – and i got to ask you this because you know once you are able to get the running game going – and teams have to honor play action. What does that do as far as what you're able to call as an offense? You can call whatever the heck you want to, uh, especially when you have you know guys that are you know, Pollard and Zeke both can do the same things. Now one might be better in one category than the other. Zeke's going to be more uh, more powerful, more downhill. Pollard's going to be more explosive, but they both can catch the ball in the backfield. They both can run screens. They both can come downhill. So. When you have backs that can do everything, um, and then you have the offensive line like we have that's able to punish guys, move guys off the ball, and then you have tight ends and receivers that can get down the field, you can do whatever the heck you really want to. Um, Kellen Moore, kudos to him for whatever he did this offseason. Whatever he did this offseason, he, he needs to continue to do it because he has gone in his bag, and I hope it doesn't. I hope he's not like a bag of Skittles and it's like the last one <laughs> in there. You know, I hope he has more in there. It's kind of, you hope it's a family oh, size. Hope it, exactly. You want to share yeah, size? Yeah, I need the Costco pack uh, because he's pulling a lot of stuff out. You know, you see McGovern at fullback, and I know, love he's it. keeping guys off balance. And that's what you want to do as an offensive coordinator. And I think when you have the personnel that we have on the offensive side of the ball, that's expected, but it's not necessarily always carried out. So great job to kill him more. And defensively, a lot of people were surprised. I think, I think you guys know from the day one, Dan Quinn. I, I know Dan Quinn. I've had him at as a coach. I'm not surprised. Like, this mm-hmm. is what he does. When he has the personnel, he gets the best out of his guys. He makes it fun. He, he builds, he creates a culture that's highly competitive. Right. Nobody is above anybody else. Right. Next man is always ready to come in and fulfill his role because he puts you in position to be successful. Rob P, if you're fast and you run and hit, guess what? I am putting you in a position to run and hit somebody in their dog on chest and you're going to have a great time doing it. And then we're going to celebrate it every single time. That's what he does. And you're seeing you're seeing this cultivation of that uh, come to fruition with with Dan Quinn. And I'm, I'm, I'm just excited to see it. Actually, everybody else to see it because I was blessed to see it when I was playing with Seattle. And we made a bunch last week out 
of how many guys they were missing defensively too, and it didn't. It didn't. Seem it doesn't to, matter to who's matter. missing. It's, it's, rock said it. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> seem to matter. And and you're right. They're putting guys in in good spots, and they're getting contributions from a lot of young guys too. And it's not just Micah Parsons. Uh, we can go down the list. We, we're doing our smelly stickers later. So yeah, yeah speaking of, yeah, let's we get on some, that. Well, I want to talk about that smelly stickers. No, I talk about the debate we had about uh, Michael Parsons. Michael How Parsons? successful was he at that position? Well, uh, last night. Okay, so the debate last week on Talking Cowboys was between Mr. Heckma Harrison and then in the other corner it was Isaiah Stanback. Ding 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 ding. ding. Uh, <laughs> so the edge rusher with Micah Parsons versus edge rusher. With the linebacker, I mean, basically, or I mean, excuse me, Michael Parsons as the linebacker. That was the conversation. So I'll let Heckman go first. Round one. Round one. <laughs> what did you think about Michael Parsons last night and his contribution in both ways? I, I loved it. I love the the energy that he brings to the defense. I think when you have a young guy out there that every snap he do, his energy doesn't go away. You know, he's the same guy in the first quarter that he is in the fourth. He's always actively getting after it. You saw him get those holding penalties. There's a few that they did not call that was yeah. obvious holding penalties. Mm-hmm. But I also see what it does for Randy Gregory. Mm-hmm. Last night, Randy Gregory became the player that I think all of us have been waiting on him to become. There were points in time in the game where it was just like he was dominating that one-on-one matchup. And I just think that from a value standpoint, he showed you that he can change how quarterbacks look at this defensive line. Yeah. Because not only him, but Osa Digizua, uh, you saw him emerge. And that's all because offensive lines have to attest or account for where number 11 is at all time. He's a game wrecker. It's yeah. just, this is what he does. And I believe he got a sack. He, he did. Uh, oh, okay. Half a sack. Half a I think sack, yeah. it, was, it was combined between him and Osa, Osa. Digizua. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think that he he made he's going to make plays. It isn't. I don't. I've never disputed the fact that if you put him at defense, he's not going to make plays. I just think that you isolate him. Um, and there was a many times last night. I'm just like, God, dog, he's getting washed up. You know, like he's getting swallowed up by these guys, and he doesn't he doesn't have an impact on those plays. So for every for every thirty snaps, he might affect really have an effect over two plays. You know, versus at the linebacker position, I feel like he would have an effect or at least affect the play every every single play. Like he's he's in the middle, he's in the thick of things. Tight ends, he's in the thick of things. Running backs coming through the throw to the hole, he's in the thick of things. Receivers want to come across the middle. He's in the thick of things. So I like him much better there. And I think a lot of people held their breath when he got his butt chipped yesterday at the defense end position too. Yeah. That's, that that's, that's right. all it, it hurts, right? It's like why? Like well, we don't have to do that. We have other guys that can go out there and put forth high effort. Right, and if he's only going to be effective on ten percent of the plays that we put him at defense end, then I'd much rather have him at the second level. Yeah, he only played he played thirty seven snaps last night. That's actually two less snaps than he played the week against week the, two. Week of the Chargers. And I, I asked Mike McCarthy about playing mostly end again, and I didn't get a specific answer of why, but I would imagine. It's mostly out of necessity. I mean, you're yeah. losing. You didn't have a nye. You didn't have tank. You didn't have Dorrance Armstrong, yeah. and so they needed somebody to fill in there. Yeah. And and he dropped a little bit. He played a little bit off the ball, but it was mostly rushing the passer from different spots. He rushed inside. He mm-hmm. did. It wasn't. It was both yeah. edges. You had Randy Gregory at left end at times. They kind of took turns against Andre Dillard on the on the left <laughs> side, and they avoided the other guy. <laughs> yeah, and and they had they had some success. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens when they get. They get more whole. I think you'll probably see him more at linebacker. But yeah. it was interesting for them to say, "Hey, Jalen Smith, you spy mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts," and he busted his ass Did to a do really that. Good job, you doing know? it. Yes. So, yeah, credit to Jalen. 
yeah, have to go out of our way to give some credit to Jalen because we go out of our way to give criticism. And, and, and I think, you know, he's – number nine is playing – He's playing well. He's playing well. his best ball since and, 2018. And uh, Leighton Van Isn't yep. it crazy what competition does? Well, you, you can – IRS. I, and I think it, and it's, it's another one of those <laughs> crazy things when your defense knows what they're doing. When the mm-hmm. scheme isn't mm-hmm. so complicated that guys absolutely can't play fast. It's also amazing when you have a 95 that the – Urban, who can gobble up blockers for you and allow guys to scrape and shoot the gaps, and you see all of these things coming to fruition for this defense. And I and I look, we this is only a sample size, so Mm -hmm. I don't want to jump out the cake yet. But I'm just saying the experience that Micah is getting after not playing defensive end in college, only in high school. I think those things are just going to be add to yeah. what he does. No, so by the yeah, time we agree. get to the end of this season, let's see what kind of defensive end he is, what kind of pressure he can yeah. get, and when we bring Tank I, back. I like the fact that he's getting the experience. I just – my thing is risk versus reward. Right? No, it, I, it, I get it, what yeah, you're saying. It makes double, sense. It's a double-edged sword. I mean, he's an athlete. He's a freakish athlete. He could do a lot of things. You could put him at kicker and he'll probably be okay. But the, <laughs> but the reality is, you know, again, that was a wake-up call yesterday when they chipped on him. Yeah. He could have easily broke his ribs. Easily. He was pretty Easy. upset about that after the game, yeah. too. He was talking about it. Yeah, so, I mean, that's it's easy to target him at that when he's coming off that edge. I could pick him apart all day long, and I could put a tight end over there. I could, put a, I could make sure my running back, hey, take his ribs out every single time. You know, that, those conversations happen. Sorry, people. Those those things those things happen, mm-hmm. right? So, I just don't like the risk there because we're, he's a, because he's such an athlete, people forget that he's human. Because he's such an athlete, people forget that he's human. Let's put him back in his human form. And let's put him back at the second level and protect him because, honestly, that's where he should be. And, again, last night was out of necessity. And, yes, he's going to be impactful no matter where you put him. But let's not take advantage of that to the point where all of a sudden it's too late. Scared money don't make money. Well, I hear you, but until until Parsons is sitting on the sideline for six games and everybody's going to be like, why do we put him at the end? Mm-hmm. So there's no part of you that feels like if they wanted to, they could just make him a – Edge rusher full time. They they could they could, but would he have the impact that he has at the second level? Yeah. I think not. I don't think so either. I don't I think, think you not. want him to be an no. edge rusher. You want him to be a linebacker. You want him to have the capability. Absolutely. I, exactly. I agree with y'all. I just there was times again last night where he's screaming off the edge and it's like a violent first step. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm, it's like I'm and watching. And it's I'm, cool it's to like look at Beware style or yeah. Von Miller. Yeah, it is it's cool, cool to look at. at. And I'm like, man, should he be doing this? Is this his career? Yeah. Could he? You know, if he keeps at this, should that be his role? So Jalen, but Jalen was also unbothered by a lot of it too. As I was watching it, right, like it was screaming off the air. Hurts, Hurts, Hurts was unbothered, right, right. Just to the things I was talking about, like he steps up, slides out, like you know what I'm saying. Like that was cool. Like you came off the ball fast. That was awesome. But you're not affecting me. Right but now, the, we, now the, as a collective whole, we affected him, right? Yeah, it's thrown but off the that, timing. that particular individual, I don't think had an impact on him as much as we probably would have liked to have seen. I don't know if I agree with that okay. point specifically. I, I I agree in terms of I still want him to be a linebacker with the versatility for sure. Rushing agree, the passer, yeah, yeah. but I I don't know what was that eating W's over here. I'm sorry, oh, <laughs> James Winston, Sheamus. That dude's hilarious. You saw I'm eating W's oh over here. But Nothing's gonna break me down. That's the thing about <laughs> Micah Parsons is I mean, what do you always say about? Guys who are the Energizer Bunny that yeah. that bring their lunch pail and they go to work mm-hmm. every day. Those guys are harder to to go up against than the guys who are the most talented guys, right? Yes. Well, Michael Parsons has got both of those, so no, why not I, use I, him in multiple I, positions? I, I don't disagree with you guys. Again, I just say sprinkle them in there, right? Salt, salt, bam, sprinkle yeah. me, yeah, salt, bam, in there. A little E forty, but, but to <laughs> expect him to to play that position on a, in a consistent role. 
for the duration of a game and expect him not to come out. You just well, my, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, if, injured if, like that's that's not real. That's just not realistic. Well, even just to play more. I mean, I, I don't know how many snaps they had in the game. It was over fifty-five snaps, and he plays thirty-seven. If he's playing off the ball, then there's 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 not a reason he could play fifty plus. He, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. And I want to see him as many snaps and as then, possible. And then Lane Johnson after the game says, "Man, can I get your jersey?" How about that? Respect. Yeah. That's respect for a young guy that you know is mm-hmm. bringing and applying that oh, pressure yeah, on the beast. end. But my question to you is, Isaiah, when it comes down to like the salary cap mm-hmm. uh, and the way that front offices divvy up money, most of the uh, positions of importance, obviously quarterback, left tackle, mm-hmm. things like that, that's why your edge rushers make the money that they do and cornerbacks make the money that they do because of importance and how they impact mm-hmm. the game. You have a guy that's out there impacting the game, and that's why Tank got paid the way that he did because mm-hmm. of his impact. And teams are chipping on tank they're double teaming him Mm -hmm. all the time look we can't go into in my mentality with it is we can't fear any of those things we got to let our dog be a dog go out there and hunt and he showed you yesterday when he goes out there and he's the best version of himself teams are having to account for him we haven't had that we just haven't had that guy where anybody's like hey boy i better step up in his Mm -hmm. pocket because he's gonna put me on my you know he's gonna take my head off i i hear you and i'm in agreement with you guys i just don't want us to get greedy you don't want it all the time. I don't want it exactly. I'm not saying don't put them out there. I'm saying that's what I said. Sprinkle them, right? Salt bam, change up, <laughs> right? Curveball, whatever you want to call it. But the moment you start relying on him to be there all the time, and you, because you get greedy because he can do it, yeah, that's when you get snake bit. He's been impressive. The last two weeks. Absolutely. No doubt. I mean, yeah. whether, now, now, whether now go he's, back to second level. Whenever he's going <laughs> edge rusher. Now go back. <laughs> he's been very impressive, and so is that defense. But the offense is keeping up their end of the bargain. Yeah. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, who deserves the credit on that side of the football? Is it the players? Is it the talent? Is it the front office? Is it the coaching staff? We'll answer that question when we come back on the other side of the break. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. 
three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. It's a great people, great pay replay here on Talking Cowboys. You've heard that Jason Witten has joined the Caliber Collision team. If you want to join him and do great work with great people for great pay, apply now at jobs at Caliber. Dot com. That is jobs at caliber.com. C A L I B E R. Caliber.com. All right. Continuing on here with Talking Cowboys, Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, Kyle Yeomans here breaking down the Cowboys 41 21 win over the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, I, should, I haven't even talked about this yet. The first place. Dallas Cowboys. Say. The first place Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Two and one, baby. Yeah. They got a sole possession. Of the division lead because of a Giants loss, a Washington football team loss, a Philadelphia Eagles loss. It's a perfect week in the NFC East for the Dallas Cowboys and hope everybody's having fun. And We talked about the defense in the first segment. Let's go into the offense. Uh, again, 380 yards. It's the first time in six or excuse me, seven starts for Dak Prescott that the offense hasn't surpassed 400 yards. But you didn't need them to. You put up 40 points. It was as efficient as can be. Yes, there was a couple moments in that game, especially right at the beginning with the turnover in the end zone where you thought, oh, here we go again. However, the offense was able to find a rhythm, Rob. And I mean, I don't see a way you could slow them down up until this point. If they stay marginally healthy, I don't know how you do it either. I think you look at a few teams through three games in the league and say, that's scary. Yeah. You know, it's the Cowboys and it's 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 the teams with the best quarterbacks, really. It's you know, despite the Chiefs troubles, it's 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 Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, it's the Bucks and Packers. The Rams are in that conversation. Rams are in that conversation for sure. Uh Bills have that capability, obviously Seahawks. They're in that position because they have a guy it's under center who can command that type of attention yeah. and allow you to be as balanced as you want to be. And um I, I mentioned the offensive line, but credit to Zeke last night. I thought he yes, ran sir. really well. And I, people want to make something of this carry distribution every week. I wrote about it last week. Mike McCarthy, I looked at the date. On July 29th, he told us, we're going to do this. You know, There's going to be games where we do this because we're worried. Not worried. They are cognizant of how many carries he's had throughout his career. So they want to manage it. They want to keep him fresh. Tony Pollard's showing they should play him more. I mean, they both had five and a half yards of carry. They're keeping each other fresh. There's nothing wrong with the thunder and lightning approach. We've seen it work in the NFL. People just look at Zeke's salary and don't understand it. The checks, he's getting paid. So take that out of the equation, and what they've got cooking is really good. I love that. I love taking the money out of the equation. Play who's the better player or at least has the hot hand. I won't say that Pollard's a better player than Zeke. I don't believe that. But... The Pollard's had the hot hand. Play him if he needs to be played. Isn't the point to win games? Exactly. And that's what Zeke said. <laughs> like, isn't, that, isn't that the whole point? Like, yeah. you build a roster so that you can win games regardless of who's getting paid what? Like, so the heck what? Dak's throwing the ball 26 times a game. Perfect. Ain't nobody complaining about him making, you know, 40 plus million dollars a year. That's a like, great point. Like, come on, dude. Like, it's about winning ball games. It doesn't matter how you do it. If, he, if Zeke doesn't care, why should anybody yeah. else care? And he said it last week. Nobody else is signing the checks. 
or sending the wires or whatever. Right. I mean, like, so what? What does it? What does it matter? We got something going. It, it's it's a good recipe for a seven. It's a seventeen game season now too. Long yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and what you're looking at is the the national media and just cowboy haters in general that want to stir up something between uh, trying to break the, this up. Exactly. And, and, and look, when Zeke answered the question after the after the Tampa game, look, it's not about what shows up on the stat sheet. It's about the things that you the little things that don't show up. If that was said by anyone else, they would be like, "That's a team first guy." But you know that's kind of coaches speak thing, and and most people applaud that. But for some reason, when Zeke says it, no one actually listens to him say that. So, and then when he comes out and has the game like he does, and people, oh my God, eleven! Tony Pollard had eleven carries for sixty yards, and he had a, a, his longest run was 11, 11 yards. Zeke's longest was thirteen yards. So, but these are things that get lost in translation when you talk yeah. about two guys and the, the thunder and lightning. If you don't like that change up you know a guy that comes in and offers something different and I think the speed of Tony Tony Pollard for defenses when he comes into the game you have to account for that and just Mm -hmm. they're paranoid of it and now the rest of the league is going to be on that same thing when they see 20 come into the ball game so again that's why I asked you the question about play action because to me Mm -hmm. when Kellen Moore has play action in his bag when he starts off with that Teams don't know what we're going to do. We don't. He, they don't know. And Dak is seeing the field so well right now that all of the haters, all the people that did the comparison thing with Wentz and the other the the Detroit uh, quarterback, man, where are those guys now? And look at where where Dak is in his career and the way that he's playing. I mean, look, we're not going to forget about you haters, and we're going to call you out on it every time. <laughs> One more thing about the running game. I wrote this last week, and I didn't check week three stats but there's only two guys in the entire league through two weeks of the regular season that had 25 carries no team is really doing this some of it's the way the game is going it's more pass centric and some of it is is more two back combos and if you've got two backs who can do it do it use them yeah you see it working in cleveland i mean kareem hunt had a huge day yesterday and nick chubb's the one that's getting paid right i mean it happens all the time where there's two backs they're complementary and uh, going back to heckma's point teams look at these two backs and say oh gosh zeke can get outside but man he is a powerful back inside oh tony pollard man he can get outside but he can still run through the tackles if he needs to but people like flashy Let's just call a spade a spade. People like flashy. People like seeing the burst. The reality is Zeke's been running like this all year. Yeah, he has. He's changed. been running like this right. all freaking year. He put the work in this offseason. He lost some weight. He became more explosive. He he got with a coach that helped him with his cuts. Right, That boy's shifty as all get out. He's being deliberate. He's putting his foot in the ground. He's getting vertical. He's still Zeke. People are forgetting, oh, by the way, as I'm looking at his stats, he averaged four and a half yards per carry over his career. And guess where he's at right now? Five and four, a half. Four and a half yards per oh. carry. So, like, people like <laughs> were, there were hype on, on Zeke for all these years, and all of a sudden they want to be a, a Zeke hater because he had some fumbles last year when we when we freaking had our 17th string up as a line in. Like, get off of this dude. This dude is the same player. He's probably just more explosive now than he was then. He just hasn't had the breakout runs that Pollard's had. So the heck what? So the heck what? That's not what they're asking him to do. They're asking that dude to be freaking consistent, to be powerful, to be healthy, right, and continue to make the blocks and protect number four when he when he when he's not toting yep. the ball, and continue to do your job as as the RB one. Oh, oh, I got one. I got one. Did anybody see Dalton Schultz last night? Yes, Schultz sir. or Nager? Even I mean, how, what about this guy carving out a role as a possession receiver on this team? That boy wants that. He wants to swap salaries. Is what he wants to do. <laughs> 
he may get a chance. I mean, he was the first multi-touchdown game of his career. The second one was just nutty, the way he was able to weave through the defense and then oh, find yeah. the end zone. It was awesome. I like his, his approach to the game. Oh, yeah. It's significant. I mean, I don't Hard want to cause no controversy, but between him and if you had to compare it to him and Jarwin, I'm, I'm starting Schultz. Who said? It? Somebody said it last night that he's he's like first in, last to leave. I mean, he's really really worked at his game because when he first got here, there were things he had to get better at. Yep. I mean, he's he's still evolving as a blocker, and that's really what they need. But we we've talked about the way they're trying to play this Cowboys offense. There's opportunities for a tight end underneath to make a bunch of plays, and it goes back to Kellen Moore, like. The changing up the personnel and the different packages, like they went twelve a lot last night and had success with it. Yep. Or you know, you don't have Michael Gallup, fine. We can still go three wide. We can spread you out. Cedric Wilson played well, but we can do a lot of different things. And I'm constantly off balance on what Kellen Moore is going to do, which is awesome. Yeah, that's it's what you want. That's a sign of a good play had. caller. Yeah, yeah. How about that tweet from Nick? Uh, last night saying that we'd gone 20 games before the last two games without a, a scoring drive on our first drive and now we've had two back to back. back, to back. Yeah. I mean, it just makes things so much easier and and again, the efficiency of, of this offense, I, I'm loving. I had questions just like everybody else after the Tampa game when we didn't run that much. I can see now when you see other teams facing Tampa how they have just completely abandoned the run and we've given them the blueprint. Rams, thank you very much. I know a blueprint when I see one. <laughs> they took our blueprint on how to beat Tampa Bay. And just look, I, I just look as much criticism as we've given Kellen Moore. And last night, obviously, the reverse down in the red zone. I didn't like that, but I think that was just kind of rubbing it in your little brother's face if you actually get a touchdown there. Because you know, I'm going to reverse on you on the goal line. I don't respect your defense at all. Yeah. So that was what that was. There's a little things, gamesmanship. There's things you can nitpick. I mean, the, the sack fumble touchdown. Deciding to throw out of there, fine. I mean, he's he's aggressive. He's gonna. That's his style. Um, I just say there's two guys last night that you their performance before national TV. That's what gets people's attention. Trayvon Diggs. That's the kind mm. of performance that like Pro Bowl voters will remember if he keeps having this type of. You know, when you do it on Thanksgiving, you do it on th- on primetime. The other thing is Kellen Moore doing this in front of primetime audience. Like when it t- comes time for. Coaching vacancies around the league. There's gonna be fans out there. It, you know, teams are gonna do what they're gonna do, but fans are like, oh yeah, I watched him on, on week three. Man, they they were yeah, they were really they were good. Firing like all, he's, all cylinders. That was a national attention game for Kellen Moore as a play caller. That's a great point because Trayvon Diggs hasn't really had that coming out party, that big time game. Because I mean, even as well as he's played throughout the season and even into the back half of last year, the Cowboys weren't center stage. Last night they were center stage, and he stole the show. And on the defensive side of the football, same thing with Kellen Moore on the offensive side, and both of those guys are continuing to, to ascend, and that's an exciting thing for this Cowboys organization. All right, let's step aside. When we come back, it's time for smelly stickers for the second straight week. The Cowboys get a win. We give our game ball, quote, I guess we call it smelly stickers, but we're going to talk about it on the other side of the break here on Talking Cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. 
the Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with the Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more. Essilor on Talking Cowboys, presented by Tostitos, the official chip and dip of the Dallas Cowboys. It don't feel it don't feel the same unless you do the mic. Throw yeah, no, away. I, Come gotta, on, man. We got, again, we have a lot of shows, Hekman. It's Kellen Moore, it's too. You got to keep them off gotta balance. Got to keep them off balance. balance, man. He did it at the end this time than yeah, rather doing it how, at the he beginning. He didn't notice that, you know? That's good. That's okay. good. All right. Time for smelly stickers. This is a tradition we have on Talking Cowboys. <laughs> we did it virtually last year, but now that we're back in studio, we're actually, we actually have our helmet. Mm. Chris, I don't know if we can get a, a little close-up here. We have our helmet. These are the four stickers from last week from the win over the Chargers. There we go. So, Zach Martin, Terrence Steele, Tony Pollard, Micah Parsons. We've got our smelly stickers from last week, and we use them pretty much as helmet stickers or game balls, I should say. Is Whoever our player of the game is will get a smelly sticker, and it'll be on the Cowboys helmet after every Cowboys win. I like so, it. Heckma, I'm going to let you start things off because I really like yours overall because – Goodness gracious, you've got a good one you're giving away. All right. Well, my smelly sticker is going to be mango-scented. Really good. You're going to like this. But my smelly sticker goes to AT&T Stadium. The fans at AT AT&T Stadium last night, for the first time in a very long time, the fans were off the chain last night. And there's all this talk. There's no home field advantage in it. Hey, BS to that because last night, boy, it looked like Happy Valley. Did somebody say it looked like Happy Valley Michael last Parsons. night? Parsons said that. I'm telling you, a college environment last night at AT and T. Cowboy fans, y'all, y'all showed up and showed out. There you go. So Cowboys fans get the first one. Yeah. Rob, who's your smelly sticker? Oh, Kyle, thanks for ex- for buying these. Do you, yeah. do, you do you expense these? Uh, no, I like didn't. say ninety nine cents, Nick. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks, Nick. Appreciate All right. it. I'm gonna go. Osa Adigizua. 
Say that again. Osa Adigizua. One and a half sacks. <laughs> two quarterback hits out of five hmm. on Jalen Hurts. Consistently in the backfield, making plays. Wasn't supposed to be a starter necessarily week one as a rookie. Hmm. He's one of these young guys that's you know already three weeks into the season, he's making an impact, and they should only... You know, when you've got this many young players making plays over the course of 17 games, your defense should just continue to get better. He's been he's been really really good, and we saw it in training camp. But to mm-hmm. be able to carry it over to to games against really good offensive players, it's impressive. And really you impressive. needed him to step up without Neville Gallimore and without Carlos Watkins as well. I mean, they were missing two guys on the interior. To where Big facts. you needed somebody to step up, and Osa was one of those guys that did that. So I really like that one as well. All right, Isaiah. Oh, you're scratching and you're sniffing. That's pineapple. You like that? <laughs> yeah, I like pineapple. Pineapple's my favorite fruit. Is it? Anybody knew that. Um, I'm going with Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore is in his bag, and uh, he's very acidic mm. to the defenses that he's facing. I see what you did there. You see what I did there? Um, he's, he's been a thorn in their side. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I think Kellen Moore is just doing a doggone thing, you know? I think he's, he's, he's being very versatile in his, in his offerings. and he's using, the, he's using the talent that he has. Even Connor freaking McGovern in the backfield as a fullback. The fridge. Yeah. The fridge. Know, I yeah, you point got, You got to explain that to people. The refrigerator. <laughs> pair. That's right. The big dog. That's Chi-Town. But, yeah, no. Hey, somebody sticker going to Kellen Moore? You never thought you would see your Connor bros on the, the same side of the field, huh? Uh, no, but the way in which they were utilized, they were effective. Mm-hmm. So it was good. It there was good. you go. There you go. So Isaiah's putting his on. So we've had the fans. Hey, who else put a pineapple? We've had Isaiah. Yeah, I got or, SpongeBob over there. Oh, yeah. there you go. Uh, we'll put them next to each other. We've had Osa Digizua. We've had Kellen Moore. I'm going to go ahead and go with the obvious one since we haven't talked about him yet. Trayvon Diggs, I baby. Say Fossil. Dang it. John Fossil? That's, um, yeah, probably not. Man, he was sweet to watch last night. I'm trying to pull my best. I'd say I've got a cupcake smelly sticker. So, yeah, I'm going to say Trayvon Diggs. I mean, goodness gracious, another interception. He's the first Cowboys defender since Everson Walls to have picks in the first three games of the season. And not only that, man, he blanketed whoever he was covering. I mean, of course, Philadelphia has a couple different weapons. Jalen Rager, Quez Watkins, and Devontae Smith. It didn't matter who he was covering Trayvon Diggs is a dude. So we've got our smelly stickers hooked up on the back of the helmet. You can go ahead and add yours, Heckma. Thank I, you. I know you didn't pull it out of the package. I did not. But uh but yeah, so Cowboys get a win, 41-21. Now looking ahead to this week, we're, we're of course mm. gonna preview the Carolina Panthers, but an undefeated Carolina team comes yeah, to town. Challenging. Three and oh. Now they are a little banged up. Yes, they are. No Christian McCaffrey. Yes. No JC Horn. Yes. And but they did go and get CJ Henderson from the how Jacksonville Jaguars. How did they say McCaffrey's out? A few uh, weeks. A few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. He they didn't put him on IR, which means he could return whenever. Yeah. But I think the thought is after yeah. week four, they would probably play him. Did they have five. to do that trade right before they played us? <laughs> <laughs> they they traded, traded a tight end and a third-round pick to Jacksonville for C.J. Henderson, who was the number 9 overall pick a year ago. Really good corner, at least coming out of Florida. Yep. Kind of struggled a little bit, but he's still got some skill. Yep. Well, maybe the Cowboys get 
Kelvin Joseph back very soon. He's eligible this week, so hey. we'll, we'll see. We'll talk to Mike, see where he's at. Anybody else eligible this week, or is it just Joseph? Everybody who started the season on IR technically is. Now I don't, you know, I don't. Neville Gallimore's not ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Gallup, I don't think's ready yet. But uh, oh, he's he's still got a couple. He more would weeks. have one more week, right? Yeah, yeah but, I want to see Sam Darnold. I want to see him. Uh, we owe him from that Jets victory a couple of years ago. And it's, t- it's payback time. He had no business. And he had a, a performance versus us that had everybody second-guessing the way that the Jets looked at him. And, and I thought it was completely flukish. But, mm. Sam Donald, it's your birthday. Mm. I like that. Wow, you call I, like, shot. I like this stretch, <laughs> of the, this stretch of games we have coming up after Carolina. This is a tough game we got this week. After this week. I like that. Stretch. Feeling pretty good. I like this stretch now. I'm still feeling pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm Cowboys thinking, are yeah. in first place. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even though both teams are a little banged up, I still feel good about the matchup Man. that you would have with Carolina. Jesus. We're going to preview it starting tomorrow. We'll talk about the Carolina offense going up against the Cowboys defense, and then we'll also flip it on Thursday. What was that? You looking at it still? I'm just, uh, yeah. You getting excited? Oh, you got it up? Yeah. Is your expectation Panthers, level finally Giants, rising? Patriots, Vikings, Broncos, Falcons. What you feeling? 15 and 1? Or where, where, where are we going here? <laughs> and then we play the Chiefs. <laughs> we'll get to that later on. Hey, they're 1 and yeah, 2. Yeah, exactly. Cares about exactly. Them right now. All right. That's it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Hope you had fun with us over the last 45 minutes. We'll see you tomorrow, 9 a.m. Central Time. We start looking ahead to week four as the Cowboys are in first place. For Chris Beam in the back, Rob Phillips, Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. We'll see you next time. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!